0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre sales to select campus events while supplies last make every tap
1: music to your ears. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
1: Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive to the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Y'all hearing my voice already? We start with headline news and journey. To deeper conversations always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story i'm your host marcel's wiley that dude and today i want to start off with thanking y'all for the reviews subscriptions five star ratings all the love a little of the hate and hope y'all pumped to join the membership program on youtube Come one of that dude's dudes or that dude's divas it's going down over there and right here but let's start with chopping up some woods starting with Where's my voice? <laughs> Y'all already know. What's up with that dude? Well, we are in season officially for basketball and football. So that means Doc Rivers is back in the building. <laughs> Man, I can't control myself. I try all the time. All right. Chew gum. Yeah, keep your throat moist, right? Lozengers. Ah, was it Lodges or Lodgesers? I don't even know. I just take them. <laughs> That's how I feel right now, hot mouth, and still starting to lose my voice. It's all good, as long as I could think. <laughs> I sound a mess, but I'm all good, man. Yesterday was a day, too, because I was talking to my kids. My wife was filming, so she was gone, long gone from the home, and it was me and the kids. Boy, we were at it. Had a tickle fest on the On the yard, on the lawn, that was crazy because I kept thinking they're going to bang their heads. I mean, they were just diving on me one by one by one, all three at the same time. I was like, I couldn't even laugh with them. They giggling. They having a ball. And I'm like, dog, y'all about to bump heads. About to be out here, NFL bike helmets. (laughs) I was like, but they had a ball and they didn't bump heads. You know what they did? They got tired, boss, but they wanted to stay up late. It's like kids are different than us. They fight. They fight the feeling of going to bed every single time. I got a little of that left in me, but not too much. But the point is, them boys, them girls, they wouldn't go to bed. I was like, dog, what time is it? (laughs) And, you know, wife gone, but she still worked for NASA. So she was looking at the cameras. She over there spying on me. I got the kids up way too late because they tired. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? How you going to go to the police? Uh, Officer. I'm charging them with uh, keeping my kids up too late. And and I'm like, yo, no, no, let me defend myself. They were tired. (laughs) These kids stupid, but they were tired. They stayed up. And then as always, at least parents understand this. When your kids are tired, you tired. (laughs) And then they made me go to sleep when I was supposed to be out to dinner with a couple of my boys from Columbia flew in town with my boy, Rory, who is in town and we were supposed to go to Delilah. We thought we was going to Soho House. That t- changed to Delilah. They all in them streets, like all. In the- they go places where the food is good and the ambiance is great. If you know what I'm saying, like you looking up while you eat, like damn, damn, damn. Oh, yeah, the- yeah, yeah, food good. Damn, damn, damn. And I'm just opposite right now, just because I try to stay safe <laughs> and also stay married. But um, uh, I tapped out with the boy and I tapped out with the girls. I did. I, they, my boy put me down. He was it was like nine something. I put him down. I was like, all right, I'm gonna put him down. Then I'm gonna get dressed. Yeah, okay. It was like 10:34. I even had consciousness again. Right? I was like, damn, 10:30? Hell no. I ain't even checked my phone because I knew if I would check my phone, them fools would be like, hey, where you at? Here you go tapping again. So I ain't even checked my phone. Went to the room. My wife was home, but not in the bed. Jumped in the bed with my other girl. Yep, my daughter. She sleeps with us every night. <laughs> tapped out night night best sleep best cuddles ever had to wake up this morning we had a game today that's where the voice is yep eight o'clock we played the tennessee titans baltimore ravens versus tennessee titans yeah um it was a fun game for us um my kids out there they only had one practice so a little nervous and then in warm-ups i was just looking i mean you got to look at 11 seven-year-olds You don't know what to think. You don't know if they locked in. You don't know if they lollygagging. You don't know if they care. Nothing. And it's like that every single week. But I looked at them. I said, all right, it's time to go out there. Once you cross that white line, no excuses. Play your best. And the first play from scrimmage, I should have known. They were going to play their best. Boy, they were at it. Uh, They fly into the ball. They were disciplined, executing the plays. We only got like four plays. But they were running them to perfection, and they won. So I was happy for them. Um, all's good. About to go see my little nephew. He's in, um, one of those, what is it, AAU tournaments where you, you ever go to those? Oh, God. They're the worst. All you hear is whistles everywhere. All you hear are whistles. Beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, how come we're not stopping? Oh, cause that's the other 19 courts where they're blowing the whistles, right? Poor kids. You go to one of these huge, huge arenas. And it's just nothing but basketball course or volleyball course, depending on the sport. So I'm heading out there today. Got to surprise. My boy taking him to Dave and Buster's right before it. Then we're going to go see his little cousin play. See if he got that game. All right, y'all. Speaking of the game, speaking of playing, let's talk about Bryce Harper. Yes, baseball. I know y'all like, what? Is this more to it? Is this Marcel's Wiley? Is this never shut up? <laughs> yes, we're talking baseball right here. I like his creative comeback. Let me hip you to this story. Bryce Harper approached the Phillies. They had a conversation with an interesting plan to return from his Tommy John surgery that he had in November in an attempt to skip his minor league rehab assignment as well. Bryce says, I learned how to play first base. Now, this does not affect his timetable to return to the lineup. He will still return as the DH because he'll be cleared to hit in games before He's cleared the throw because of the Tommy John, right? But if Harper takes to the new position, the Phillies think it could allow him to reach the field sooner than if he played right field, obviously. Because in right field, boy, you catch that ball, you know what you got to do. Rocket launcher, right? So manager Rob Thompson says, I really don't know if he will go on assignment. Mm, Double whammy here. I mean, if he's swinging the bat well and he feels good, I say, why waste it? I like that right there. We all got a pitch count we all got a rep count we all got an activity count in terms of high level except LeBron James right now I don't know what the hell he on but boy he got something but you know most of us mere mortals you got to make sure those reps count that you apply them to the right situations we just saw that with Andrew Wiggins in so many ways right Andrew Wiggins went through his personal issues Andrew Wiggins whatever took him away from the Golden State Warriors he brought his butt back when it mattered most right And they made sure he went through a couple conditioning practices, make sure he got his legs under him to a degree. But we need you when it counts. I think Rob Thompson is thinking the same way. He's like, yo, we need him when it counts. But we also need him to play as fast as possible. Y'all know who we're talking about right now, Bryce Harper, dude. That's the money man right there. So we got to make sure he's out there. They're struggling right now. They got a 5-9 and record, 11th in the National League and home runs. Not looking pretty. So the man could swing the bat. Let's put him in a position when we're on in the outfield. He could play first base instead of being in the right fielder, instead of being in the outfield. Makes a lot of sense to me. Now, remember, Harper, he got hurt last year before this and he didn't spend much time, if any, just a little in the minors. And he had that thumb injury and then he came back. They got this technology now all locked in. The Cats know through simulation. Uh, how you get your at-bats now, major league caliber at-bats through simulation. And they're going to use that that technology to, to their side and to their benefit as they get closer to his return date. So he's been taking batting practice already, and he simulated a game scheduled early for next week, all of which means he's getting closer and closer, still needs his medical clearance to execute his preferred head first slides. <laughs> Good luck with that. But in some ways, that's pretty much the last remaining battle and hurdle. All right. So he's coming back. Made me think about like when you're out there playing. Because a lot of times this is not privy information to the fans, to you guys on the outside. You know, you see a guy get hurt, you hear four to six weeks, and you just wait four to six weeks. But so much is going on, and we're gonna talk about that even in the next story with Zion. But in this situation, you see a guy who's like he's limited. He's not perfect. He's not ready, but he's limited, but he can contribute. And I remember we used to talk about, are you hurt or are you injured? Right. Because if you're injured, can't go. You're hurt. Let's figure out something. Let's figure out what we can do mentally and physically to get you out there. And even in a limited capacity, you still are capable of making plays. You're still capable of doing some things. It's crazy because I've been there before. So one thing they always tell us is if one of your senses is compromised, then all of a sudden the other senses are heightened. Right. So they say people that lose their sight can hear better. You know, you get it. Um, Well, they translate that to sports as well. So they're saying that, well, if you're compromised physically in one area, then there are other areas that we can increase, whether it's focus or through compensation of the body parts that will be stronger that you can use and exercise in the field of play. So there have been times when, frankly, I wasn't 100%. Ankle messed up, hip flex, or whatever it may be. And because of that concentration, because of that focus, and because I got to use everything else to overcompensate for that injured part, I actually go out there and play, dare I say, better. I'm locked in. I know I don't have it all, so I got to use all that I have. Sometimes you go out there, and when you're afforded perfect health, 100%, you just take it for granted. You don't even activate everything. You're just locked in. But at the same time, some of your things are not turned on fully if you get where I'm coming from. So in real life, people who have compromised senses enhance their other ones. And the same thing in sports. Oh, I can't throw the ball the same Bryce Harper. But I can lock in. And I can still throw it from first base. But more importantly, I can swing this bat. With that concentration, with that focus and me swinging the bat, I can still contribute. So I thought that was interesting because I've been through that in so many ways, you know, and then it happens sometimes just father time where you see the compromise that comes from a guy who's losing the step. And it used to be this, this shutdown corner who now turns into this coverage safety. You know what I mean? Um, we've seen that in so many ways. I saw it again when, uh, I had to move from running back to defensive end. Yep. I had to go from running back to defensive end. And I had to translate what I had into something else, but still be able to contribute, still be something on that field, still make the needle move. And and running back, obviously, you got the ball. Everybody wants you. You're the pretty girl on the field. Everybody wanna holler. (laughs) And I was like, yo, man, playing DN, you hollering (laughs) at. You got your game right, you got your your lines down. You trying to get to it. And it's obviously more physical playing DN. People think it's more physical playing running back. Nah, because at the end of every play at running back, um, I dictate those terms. I get tackled, right? I made moves. I got speed. I can get away. Oh, they got me? Fine. But it was all me. When you playing DN, not even get to the play. You got to go through hell first. <laughs> Offensive alignment, aka five security guards from the club, right? You got to go through that before you even get to the guy who's going to try his damnness to make sure you don't get to him. So um, being in the trenches is exactly how it sounds being in the trenches. It was a different animal than being on edge perimeter, backfield space, all those type of things. So I understand what they're doing over there in Philadelphia. And I see what Rob Thompson's talking about. Let's just get what we can out of Bryce Harper. He's too good to waste. Now, Speaking of trying to get what they can out of somebody, Zion Williamson, whoo, brother, they starting to leak around you, bro. They starting to leak around you because everybody's getting frustrated. It's so funny, coaching kids, I, I learn it, and they learn it soon as well. Like, we all judge. When we're running wind sprints, we're judging who's fast, who's slow. When we're doing jumping jacks, we're judging who can do them, who's coordinated, who's not focused everything in sports you're judging and that includes your teammates judging you right and when CJ McCollum comes out talking about Zion Williamson in general saying we need our best players on the court a little that is a little bit of a leak like hey dog you know if you can we will accept you on this court Zion and then when David Griffin has to come out and talk about it oh it's a Big deal. Let's talk about it. Let's frame it properly. Zion, y'all know who he is. Number one overall pick, 2019. Played just 29 games this year, all right? And didn't play at all last year. Y'all starting to get this? So, David Griffin, he had to come out VP of basketball operations. And in so many ways, he kind of put some of the blame or at least responsibility on Zion and his health struggles. Quote, I wish I could immediately pinpoint the answer. That's when somebody's been thinking about it before. (laughs) Know the answer and trying to throw a softball. I wish I could immediately pinpoint the answer. You know, damn well you get paid to know the answer. So let's just play this one off. He said, I think a big part is on him. Told you he knew the answer. I think there's a lot he can do better. And he would, I think, tell you that. I think we need to do a better job examining the whole situation, top to bottom a little bit better, end quote, I think. You call me I thinks in there? <laughs> He's trying to protect that dude's ego. He knows he needs Zion, boy. That's a superstar. However, also got to make my superstar understand you're still another player. You got to be accountable. You got to be responsible, right? So he says, once again, I think putting him in the best position to succeed is important, and I think his participation is a big part of that. You're starting to notice that red dot Starting to point at Zion a little more. Like, hey, bruh, where they do that at? Where we got a rehab schedule and we got things that we want to implement and you're not fully involved in them. So we saw earlier this week Zion putting on a show during pregame warmups. Threw down 10 dunks, they said. I didn't count them. But they said 10 dunks include one or two windmills, and he showed no sign of the strained hamstring. Everybody's like, what? Dude ain't played since January 2nd. He out here windmill dunking and he ain't playing. Let me tell y'all something. And even David Griffin talking about this. That ain't basketball. <laughs> I used to laugh when people used to see me warming up and they'd be like, dog, why you ain't playing? I was like, dog, that ain't football. Warming up is not football. So even David Griffin said he was playing one on none. He went up and windmill dunk pregame. Whippy, that's not the skill set that makes you capable of playing five-on-five basketball. Preach. So for people to now say he chose not to play basketball, that's not factual. Nonsense. I agree with that right there. So we also know he got some weight issues, which doesn't make this look any better in terms of Zion Williamson's commitment. Because when you got weight issues, immediately we are like, damn, you big, which immediately makes people say, damn, you fat, which immediately makes people say, damn, you lazy, which immediately makes people say, damn, you, say, damn you ain't trying this hard. Some of that's true. Some of us just big boned it, and some of, <laughs> some of us got thyroid issues. Some of us just got different metabolisms, right? Like I'm gonna be a big dude regardless. unless let y'all know I never take steroids. I'm gonna walk around here 240 in fighting shape. If I ever get in fighting shape, and I'm not because I ain't trying to fight that hard, 240. <laughs> but I could if I weigh under 240, y'all gonna be like, you got that gastric surgery. If I if I do under 240, I'll be like, dog, you you pulled a big boy and had the surgery or something, right? Nope, I am big bony. My ass, my legs are 220 by themselves. Then this big ass head is 240, bro. I, I, I see these cats losing 100 pounds, and, and immediately I think, what, what steroids were you on? Because how in the hell did you have 200 pounds of fake weight? I can't get fake weight. I got like 30 pounds of fake weight. Rest of this real. I'm 240 natural, 270 on fat boy. So it's funny when I see that, and everyone. Looks at Zion like that, man. You ain't trying as hard. You big. You got two hundred thirty-one million dollar contracts, super max. The ball is in your court. What you gonna do with it? Well, if I'm Zion, you know what I'm gonna do with it. I'm actually put in that work, and I think he is putting in work. But obviously, when CJ is leaking, when David Griffin is leaking, there's more work to be put in, and that's the one thing you learn about pro sports. There is no ceiling, like infinity. I mean, what did the kids say now? Googleplex? It's crazy. Like Tom Brady proves that, right? Tom Brady came in, compromised whatever physical abilities he had. Sucker worked. And then not just compromised physically, but coming with a completely different game plan and TB12 and his mentals. But more than that, just changing what legacy looks like. Like we thought Charles Haley was it. Oh, he got five rings, and, you know, he bounced around a couple teams, but Charles Haley is it. That's the ultimate winner. But at the ultimate position, we saw somebody go out there and win and win even more than Charles Haley. Come on, y'all. Tom Brady got seven rings. I couldn't even believe it. I was over there Googling like, what? (laughs) sucker, hell. Seven rings. Goodness. And he got those when no one else thought you could ever get, what, more than four at quarterback? That was like the old threshold. That sucker punched through that hole. (laughs) Get out of here. Punched a hole in that ceiling. Get out of here. And that's what it looks like now. So Zion, basically what I'm saying is whatever you think working hard looks like, whatever you think you need to do to get ready, it sounds like those around you say they need more. Sounds like you need to take their advice maybe. Now forget the maybe. You do. Do more, man. Two years, you didn't play last year, this year, 29 games? Come on, bro. We want to see it. We need to see it. All right, last one here. Let's talk about Paul Pierce again, who said something that I heard so many guys say, and I'm glad somebody with stature said it so he can get his props. He said, you know who's tougher to guard than LeBron, tougher to guard than Kobe, Carmelo, Anthony? And I ain't going to lie. I have heard that. So many times, I don't know why it's not national headline news all the time. He said, Woo, Carmelo was a whole different animal. So he was asked to talk about an underrated baller in the NBA who we know. People either hate or love to hate Carmelo Anthony. And he said, Man, quote, to me, mellow dog, listen, I'd rather guard LeBron, Kobe, T Mac, all of them before mellow. Dog. <laughs> You know, he meant it when he said, (laughs) dog. When asked when he firmly believes if Melo is the toughest player to guard, he said, oh, dog, he used to hurt my chest. He's a bulldog. He's going to be physical. He's going to put you up. He's going to post you up. He's going to hit you with the shoulder, in the chest. You're going to be hurting after the game like, nah, dog, Melo. He's going to make you feel this 30. Other cats, they're going to finesse their 30. Now, you're going to be hurting with Melo. That's dope. He gave that love to him too, man. He said he could be aggressive with his offense to a different degree than others. That's why I'm saying he's aggressive, dog. Man, he's going to throw them elbows. And it's crazy because they're always the guy out there, a little under the radar for whatever reason, that people are not giving him his shine, giving him his proper credit, but to you and to many others. Oh, he the one. He is silly. He is different, right? So in basketball, it sounds like a Carmelo Anthony. like, Psh. We know he buckets, but the narrative, the perception is, nah, let's give it to other guys. And of course, we're not robbing LeBron and Kobe in this conversation, but we're giving Carmelo his props, boosting them up. You know what's crazy about it? In football, guess who that was? And it wasn't because of narrative or anything. It was just really because, just too quiet, just didn't say enough, marketplace and him brad hopkins y'all heard of brad hopkins hopefully not because that's to my point (laughs) sucker hell all right everybody knows walter jones everyone knows Orlando pace everyone knows jonathan ogden right we know those big names tony baselli is that era all right brad hopkins right there and brad hopkins was quiet with it like just grown man tractor strength quiet quick could do it all just didn't get the notoriety right and I was like, man, this dude don't get enough love. Then I talked to my peers. I talked to other DNs. that shoot, Brad Hopkins about that life. <laughs> mm. you, got, you got 60 minutes of life sentences dealing with Brad Hopkins. He was a beast. So Eddie George days, remember that? Ah, starting to add up a little bit. Tennessee Titans, Steve McNair, rest in peace. Ah, starting to add up, right? Somebody was protecting that house. It was Brad Hopkins. This dude was silly with it, y'all. He used to bring the pain, never got the props, never got the respect. I wonder who y'all think. I know I'm going to check these comments to see what y'all think. Because there's always those guys, you're like, dog. why nobody talk about him? That dude's silly. He buckets. Why they not talk about him? All he do is go out there and get his. Nobody talks about him. So Brad Hopkins, for me, and I remember going against him countless times. And it's it's weird when you got to go against a beast because you're ready for it. You're pumped. Like, you can't be down for it. You're pumped. But at the same time, you're like, damn, it's going to be a long one. It's, it's really almost a greater battle mentally than it is physically. Because physically, you guys are going to level out. Like He's a beast for a reason. So you ain't going to go in there and just pick him up and throw him away. You ain't going to just go out there and hit him with no simple rip moves and simple swim and counter moves. Nah, he ain't, he ain't going for that. It's going to be a chess match. It's going to be a mental battle. It's going to be deceptive. You got to throw him off, right? You got to mislead him. If not, physical to physical, oh, we're going to counterbalance each other. And, boy, those nights when you're thinking through all the different plays, and you're thinking about all the different ways and you need to set them up and also need to run some games, some stunts. You need your teammates involved. It's going to be a collective effort. You need those DBs to give you that extra half second, right? Boy, those that anxiety, those thoughts, I miss them. Because it's hard to find that in the real world like that complex of a situation with that level of intensity that fast. Y'all caught what I said? It's different. In the real world, things develop. Things take their time. An overnight se- sensation takes forever, right? In the real world, football, <laughs> football, man, you go out there and say huh? Oh, my. He's, he's silly. <laughs> he's he good. So, it's a different development speed in the real world than it is in sports. But, we still got to put in that work consistently in sports as well. But when you're at that moment of truth with someone else and it's time to go to war. That war is not fought with physical tools as much as it is mental tools. And it's crazy, bro. Woo. Y'all got me thinking right here. I'm over here shaking. Because, boy, those some nervous nights. <laughs> Hard to sleep. Oh, man. It was a beautiful thing. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. We finish with it. um, with a, um. Come on, Wiley. Get it out. wiley Damn. I hear them toads. I hear them frogs. They hear. All right. Let's say it. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Yep. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Amen. Man, I wish I knew all the answers. And once I go through something, I feel like I do. <laughs> Don't you? all like, right, oh, I got it next time. I got it next time. Then you got to go through that again to say, all right, I got it next time. I got it next time. But life can only be understood when you're like really looking back. Going forward, you got to live it, right? You got to live it and then go through it. Just like today, first day, first game for my little kids. Man, you should have seen them little kids. Some of them, as as well as they played, still like, what do I do? Which way I go? How do I do this? (laughs) Right? And I feel the same way in New Adventures as well. I know you do as well. And it's okay. Because every time you take that step without judgment, especially, you get quicker to that understanding, You get quicker to that understanding of what this takes and you get quicker to what you need to do to make it happen. Isn't that a beautiful process? Because if it was another way. I mean, we just wouldn't gain. We just would get we wouldn't gain. And there's a difference. Like when you memorize stuff, remember back in those days we had to memorize for school on Monday, you get all this stuff, all this homework, all these Lessons and Friday regurgitate them and give them back. Yeah, I would get the information, but if I didn't really study it, if I didn't really go through the process all week, not just cram it on Thursday, I didn't really gain it because you can literally learn something and just get it for the moment and then lose it and don't gain anything. And that's what I loved about it, man. I love that I really took the process seriously because I was able to retain more than not. Now, I still don't know my state capitals. <laughs> I'm still lost on that. But, um, when you go through the process, you can understand and you can gain, not just get. So life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. That's going to do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all, all the information on our topics today. Today, want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Well, if I can talk, you can find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it. Production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. The show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally. That's me, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. I'm Marcel Swally, and thanks for listening. Thanks for all the reviews, the subscriptions, the ratings, and hope y'all pumped to join the membership program on YouTube. Become a That Dude's Dude or That Dude's Diva. Keep them coming. There's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon.
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with amex I'm so excited to tell you JC Penney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual.